Hey guys, welcome back to Get A Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. So I have a very special announcement. I am writing a book and it comes out by the end of the year. And do you want to know the title? If it doesn't change, it's going to be Woo Them To Heck Yes, a pro wedding photographer's tips for earning six figures and perfecting any couple's big day. So I really wanted to write a book, so the first thing I did was hire a book coach. So today I'm speaking to my book coach, Paul Zach, and truly I could not do it without him. He's written many books and he's just been amazing to work with. So I guess the biggest takeaway if you guys are interested in writing your own book um, is a well-executed book can create life-changing benefits transforming you from little-known expert to acknowledged authority, which means you'll have a greater reach, credibility, and influence. So he's going to give tons of tips today. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome to Heck Yes with me, Carissa Wu. I'm here with my friend, Paul Zekszewski, and he is my writing coach and a little bit of bio about him. So since 2005, he's coached writers at all levels to overcome self-limiting beliefs and publish their most important stories through the application of craft and insight. His brand new six months to wow draft one-on-one book coaching program helps coaches, entrepreneurs, educators, and other experts to go from zero to a completed draft of their platform-building, life-changing book in six months. And he's helped me write my first uh, book ever for wedding photographers. And I'm so excited for you to be on my show. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Krista. That's a wonderful introduction. And it's- Did uh, I uh, butcher your last name? <laughs> you got my right, my last name so uh, well. I used to actually, would I would write in hieroglyphs, Zach, and then a chef, like the guy with the hat. And oh, skews, yeah. And that was the way people got it. Oh, that's so funny. I'll just call you Zach Attack. <laughs> I used use that. Yeah, that was my nickname in, in grade school. Frightening. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay, so just a little bit of context for the listeners. I just told them, I'm writing a book, me and you, you helped me. It's It was through book launchers, but now you have your own thing. Um, and we worked together for about, was it a year? Uh, I think it was about half a year. It was about six months. Okay, six months. And you created, you helped me from zero to now I have a full-on transcript, like I printed it out. It was a beast to write it. And honestly, like I couldn't have done it without you. Like you, I, I tell you this all the time, but you are a genius because I'm not 
a writer and you know that I'm and you walk me through everything and you put it all together so I couldn't be more grateful and you're gonna change my life but it's not, <laughs> not gonna come out for another like I don't know six months but yeah you're gonna change my life or you have already I'm I'm really excited for your book coming out. And just for the record, I'm not a genius, but I appreciate all the kind <laughs> words. Um, yeah, yeah. You actually had a lot of your book. Um, you know, you had a lot of the bones of your book already. Actually, you're you're further along than uh, the clients necessarily will be in my program now. Um, so there was a lot to work with. Um, but yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. How did you get started? I mean, you could tell us a little bit about your background and growing up and you know, <laughs> how you got to this point and now like launching your own business. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I grew up in, in Canada. Uh, in fact, I was just back there. And so if house and a boat come out uh, as I talk, that's <laughs> and um, yeah, I, um, uh, you know, I, I've been a writer since I was a kid. Um uh, I, you know, I've just, I loved writing. I remember trying to write a, uh, a, and I was really obsessed with monsters as a, as a, you know, as a young teen. And mm. I remember, in fact, I was going to write an anthology and I wrote to Stephen King oh. and asked him to do the introduction. I still have the letter he wrote me from the early eighties. So, um, writing was always big for me. So he wrote um, you back. He wrote me back. Yeah. He stopped doing that, um, uh, at some point in the nineties, but I have this postcard from him. It's really cool. Oh, what did he say? Uh, he said he couldn't do it, but he'd keep an eye out for my book. Um, and I actually did end up writing uh, or editing an anthology that came out uh, about uh, 2003, but it was not about monsters. It was new Jewish fiction, very different. So, oh, awesome. Um, and how yeah. many books have you published now? Uh, I just have that one book, uh, and right now I'm working on a collection of essays, of personal essays, uh, about a lot of this stuff, actually, about, you know, growing up in suburban um, uh, Canada and and ghosts and uh, uh, being the son of a Holocaust survivor. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, all sorts of different stuff is going to be in there. So, yeah. Oh, so what is this thing about monsters? Like, what do you <laughs> like about them, and what do you write about them? Um, well, just as a kid, I think I, uh, I liked, um, I liked the, you know, I think there were things in my life as a young kid that were scary for me that I couldn't control, but like monsters uh, were things that I had some control over. Oh. And so that's partly what I, what I end up writing about. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. And there were, you know, it's funny in my family background, there were real monsters and ghosts, but they don't look like the ones in the movies. They were, you know, um, you know, my dad's experience obviously is, uh, is, you know, in Poland in the war and things like that, you know, so there's real historical echoes yeah wow. is your dad still alive he's not yeah okay he passed away yeah did he tell you all the stories about like i uh, he, he he didn't he he had like a lot of survivors he was he was on the young side so he was what they call child survivor but he was rescued by a polish catholic woman uh his nanny and in oh. fact after he passed, I went to Poland and I um, met her, and uh, and then I took my son when he was about a year old to meet her. It was wow. a really, yeah, it was crazy, life changing experience. You know, to really? see, yeah, you know, just to see like that my son wouldn't have been there if it weren't for what she did. It was oh pretty, my gosh. Yeah. I actually have a I have a little movie I've made about it. It's it's out there on YouTube. Oh, you have to send me the link and I'll put in the show notes. That's so crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about like the book that you published. 
uh, well, I, I lived in New York for most of my uh, post-college life. I lived in New York. I worked in New York City, and uh, I started working in the Jew- <laughs> the Jewish nonprofit world, uh, um, running literary events. This is in the early two thousands. I had been in the tech industry and um, had been a reporter, and I started working with all these different sorts of writers and. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I realized that it had been a long time since there had been a, a collection of these new hotshot writers, and I it was right after nine eleven, and the oh. first event I did was with someone who ended up being a really big literary agent, and so I just, you know, I was young and hungry, and I kind of made all the connections, and uh-huh. I I put this book together, and I actually made um, enough money to pay off the rights for the book for oh, the wow. stories, uh-huh. and. And even buy an engagement ring for my now ex-wife. So it was a big accomplishment. Yeah. (laughs) You got your son. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. Publishing, we'll talk about it, has changed so much. But I I would never get the advance I did then. But it was definitely a very cool introduction to publishing. Wow. Does your son uh, like to write too? He writes poetry. Uh, His mom is is very, has been interested in poetry. So yeah, not. Not quite the same. He's really uh-huh. into NFTs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Non whatever. Fungible tokens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a new thing. I'm like, yeah. I don't care about it, but I know I should. <laughs> he likes to make money, even even oh. as a thirteen year old. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so how did you get here as like a writing coach, and you're gonna start your new podcast? So tell us like everything that you did that got you here now. Yeah. Um, well, I. Um, in 2005, I was living in Boston, and um, I had taken a lot of writing classes. And I, as I said, I, I worked as a reporter and, and different things. And I talked my way into teaching uh, my first class. I actually had no formal teaching experience, but there is an independent writing center called Grub Street in Boston. It's actually been in the news a bunch, if the name is familiar at all. Uh, Unfortunately for them, there was a this viral story in the New York Times called Who is a Bad Art Friend? Uh-huh. It's about these two women who have been kind of fighting and there's charges of plagiarism. It's a and, and kidney donation. It's kind of a crazy story, but uh-huh. um, not going to get into it here. But uh, uh, it, uh, Grub, they both worked at Grub Street and a lot of the people quoted in the story are from Grub Street. So um, they were all over Twitter, all over oh, the media. Uh-huh. It, yeah. Anyways, so unfortunately, Grub Street got a bad name, but they were really good to me, and I started teaching there. I started teaching a lot of different sorts of people. Um, one of my students was Juliana Hatfield, you know, the rock star from yeah. the, the '90s. So uh-huh. I just I got really used. You know, I I started to develop the skill of giving good feedback to different people at you know where they were and kind of just listening and trying to figure out what people needed and not to impose the story I wanted them to tell but to figure out what they were really trying to say mm, and to help uh-huh. help them say it I'd say that's where I really and and for about a dozen years I was teaching um, uh, writing workshops wow. right through 2018 yeah and I tried different things I tried uh, college admissions essays I worked with teens but I, I really like helping um, people who kind of you know who are <laughs> who are adults and who are have a story to tell. And um, uh, in 2018, I got approached by someone here um, uh, who had a, a pretty crazy story and was working on a book. And that's how I got my start as a book coach. I can uh, tell you that story. 
Oh, and I can't like tell the audience more like how much you've helped me. I think it was like a couple of weeks we've been working together and we had our coaching call and you're like, Carissa, like you are trying to be woo-woo, but you're not really woo-woo, even though your last name is woo-woo, but you're still not woo-woo. And I was like, oh my God, it's so funny that you said that because I think I was trying to be woo-woo because I just, you know, listened to like Gabrielle Bernstein or Gabby Bernstein and I was trying so hard, but I think my success has come from just hard work and doing, doing, doing. Of course, it's mindset, but um, it was it was just funny that you got that about me. And I was like, wow, like this guy is like in my head. Like you just <laughs> understood me. And I just felt like your emotional intelligence was just like no other. Like I've never met anyone that could just figure me out so fast by reading like a couple chapters of my book. <laughs> That's really kind of you to say. Um, you know, I, I'd say that, um, again, it comes from that that idea of trying. It was something I had this amazing teacher in college, the woman who introduced me to personal essays. And, and mm. she was this really kind of scary, um, <laughs> uh, uh, formidable uh, teacher. She'd gone to Oxford. She was a war refugee. She was kind of mysterious. But um, she really, really taught me to read for what's on the page and to respect what the what the author is trying to say and not to impose my wish. And also uh-huh. she taught me the connection between writing well and living well and thinking well. And so mm-hmm. those are those are just some of the things I just always try to bring forward whoever I'm working with. So I'm not trying to, you know, my background is as a literary writer and that's I'm definitely what I, I care about a lot. But I'm not necessarily interested in turning people into literary writers. I'm really interested in helping people tell their authentic story. So in your wow. case, just having worked with you, I knew that, you know, you, you're not a woo-woo person. And so yeah. <laughs> that just, I didn't feel like that was authentic to who you are. And um, more to the point, I think that a reader would pick it up. And I feel like my mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. as a book coach is to help writers really connect to what the readers are going to be looking for. Does that make yeah. sense? I, I kind was, of tried to, yeah. No, that was so, so powerful when you said that. I was like, wow, he's really getting me. What was like the biggest struggle like of working with me and the best part of working with me? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I've forgotten any struggle, Carissa. <laughs> it's like childbirth. Like you forget the bad. <laughs> I'll take your word for it uh, as a guy, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I, you know, you're very busy. And so, you know, sometimes I know that we didn't necessarily have um, all the time to kind of dig in as, as, as uh, far as you and I would both want. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite things about working with you are, and they're things that I look for in I, really ideal clients. And this is what I was saying to you before we started the show. You know, I, I really like people who have um, already a you know, they've already got a track record of being accomplished, mm-hmm, that's a, mm-hmm. you know, because then I know that they're someone who likes to do stuff, likes to make things happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you really know your stuff. Like you're, uh, I, I can tell that you're a, a, wedding, a wonderful wedding photographer, but I, more than that, I could tell that you're a wonderful coach because you really just know your stuff inside and out. It's like, I would ask you something, you know, I would text mm-hmm. you and you would say, yeah, here are the five things to add to the chapter. Yeah. So oh, thank you. That makes yeah. me so happy. I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> okay, so let's see. 
One more question before we go into our hot topic, but how do you get heck yes from your dream clients? So I'm working on this. It's a little new for me, but I have my own coach who's really helped me develop my, uh, my offers. And um, he is a huge fan of this book, The Prosperous oh. Coach. Do you know oh, that? No, yeah, uh, Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin. And they have a process that is the one I'm using. And their idea is you, you're not trying to close sales. You're trying to, you're just trying to serve. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is you're just talking to people, you're targeted people, you know, people who have passed the threshold, who are good potentials. And um, you try and serve and you just get into coaching right away. And you know pretty quickly if there's magic there. And, that, and if there is, they're going to want to book you. Oh, I'm so happy you said that because I actually booked someone yesterday and I told her like, I'm here to serve you. Like you don't have to work with me. I'll tell you my offer at the end, but I want to you to get aha moment um, from this call. And she got an aha moment about her niche, like bringing her architecture background with her um, wedding photography and like merging it together to kind of create this copy and brand to like elevate her brand and raise her prices. So um, because I gave her the aha moment, I was serving her, then she hired me as a coach. And yeah, I said to do that with her couples too, because, you know, they have problems, they're, they're feeling awkward, they never did this before, like they don't know how to pose. So they have pain too. So we're here to serve our couples and tell them like, you know, we're the posing expert, like y'all feel comfortable, I've danced my whole life. So it's like serve, serve, serve. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as you can tell, I love uh, people's stories. I love, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always fascinated with people. People all have uh, complicated, uh, interesting paths, and uh, if I can help them get that into their books and you know show up in their books fully, that's what I want to do. And um, yeah, that's awesome. So today's hot topic: Probably. get your life-changing platform building book done in 2022. Three tips to getting started. I got in the last like two or three days, 18 inquiries. What the heck? Hey guys, you all know me. I'm Carissa Wu and I'm a coach for wedding photographers. I've also been a wedding photographer for over a decade, so I've been through it all. I was a shy, awkward girl and I've come so far. I'm now beyond passionate about helping wedding photographers not struggle how I did for so many years. It was six years into my business and I was so tired of being ghosted, nickel and dimed and hearing the dreaded words, we went a different direction. I also knew I needed to find a way to not rely on referrals or paying $350 a month for the knot to get my leads. I didn't want to have anxiety about when my next payday was going to come and I wanted to scale my business. Fast forward to now, I created my very own stack system to help wedding photographers get constant leads and master the dreaded sales call and get a heck yes in 24 hours or less, and charge more than four, five, six K. No more waiting around guys, this is our livelihood, our artistry and our passion, and we deserve to be respected, valued, and paid for what we are worth. I've helped so many wedding photographers. Watch my 20 minute masterclass all about lead generation and closing the sale. The link is in the bio. You don't wanna miss out on the wedding boom, and you don't wanna miss out on booking your calendar for 2022. It's engagement season, guys, so you don't want to miss this. See you guys soon.
three uh, suggestions for how to get started. One is that a lot of um, a lot of people who want to write books um, make the mistake they just start writing, and um, they they're they're the people that end up kind of really. Um, getting a little lost. Um, not, uh, you know, so the, the big, um, one big, uh, thing, one big takeaway I try to give people is that doing some planning ahead of time is worth its weight in gold, you know, know, know what your big argument in your book is, you know, it, it can take time to get that, um, uh, map out your chapters. In fact, so when as part of my program with people, the 6-month program, we spend the first at least the first month mapping out their book. Wow. Or they've written a, a chapter. Yeah, we mapped up. You helped me map out my book, so I think we put it into two segments like um like the sales and then the actual like shooting the wedding and so like getting the leads and the sales, um how you could have this like life career, lifetime career, sustainable career. And then we also talked about like the pregame um, call that I have with my clients and then the uh, the actual wedding day, how to be a best director and pretty much like how to sell yourself at weddings and get referrals like all the time. So we kind of put together um, this outline and yeah, you're, you're right. It made it much easier to kind of conquer when, when we had that base outline. You know, it's, I'm really glad to hear you say that. I feel like sometimes when people um, hear mapping out, it's like, oh, I'm not going to get my creativity out there, or it means I'm just, it's going to be boring because it's this rote thing. And nothing could be further from the truth because actually, if you'll remember in your manuscript, uh, we first broke it off into two, but I think at the end, there's like at least like, th- or at least in my last edit with you, where there were three or four sections because I yeah. realized that there was a whole mindset that piece mm, that's right. uh-huh. yeah so you know things change you know it's just like um a little a blueprint for a house you wouldn't build a house without a blueprint right yeah but, but in the process you might get pretty creative inside that house so it books the same way um you want to have a map before you start so that's one thing the second thing is um stories don't be afraid of stories um your own story or other people's stories i um i have a uh i had a client this year um one of the people i was also coaching alongside you a wonderful um entrepreneur for um who helps uh uh, female entrepreneurs who have kind of lost their way a little bit uh, to kind of reconnect to their passion and what made them great entrepreneurs to start with it's a great book. Um, oh. She's a wonderful coach. Um, but in her book, when we were first working together, uh, on the edges, I would see little like snippets of her story. And it was pretty clear to me that like she was the coach she was because she was exactly that person. She was writing about herself. Oh, interesting. And so I really encouraged her to get her story in there. We worked, um, you know, I think that she felt some prohibitions against it and was feeling uh, self-conscious. And we kind of worked through some of that um, because um, there's nothing, you know, if, if the, you're a fan of Brene Brown, you know, mm-hmm. um, vulnerability is strength. Yeah. There's nothing better. I mean, you know, when a friend like um, opens up to you uh-huh. and like lets you in, then you become stronger friends, right? Yeah. Like, we all uh-huh. had that experience. And it's the same with writing. Yeah. You want to hear stories. And so I uh, don't be afraid of stories. Start to think about stories as you're mapping out your book. Um, 
you know, there's, I could go further into that, that I actually help writers craft scenes. I use some of my background as, um, you know, in different writing programs, just to give some very basics about how you write a scene. It, you oh. don't have to be um, Ernest Hemingway or Joan uh -huh. Didion or, uh, or whoever, you know. Is, but do you mean like scenes like a movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. like you'll remember even in your book, we have we have little snippets of dialogue. We kind of we show a character. We kind of say like the, she was this and this and this. Uh -huh. Just anything that's going to help the reader paint a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, before I uh, jump into tip number two, or you jump into tip number two, um, I wanted to ask you like, why is writing a book life changing? I kind of know why, but I want to hear it in your words. The books I'm largely working on are the what we call platform building books. So they're for people who most often I'm working with people who are working on their first books. Um, and uh, so it's going to be life changing because, first of all, just getting a book done is this amazing feat, right? It's uh -huh. like uh, being published. Uh, just It just naturally confers this um this sense of accomplishment. I think you feel it internally and then people around you recognize that you're a published author. So that's a life changing, that's internal. And then just externally, um, publishing a book has all these benefits. Like you might be known as like the great wedding photographer of Orange County, say, but now you have a book out there and you can go out and speak at, you know, on panels and at conferences mm -hmm. and the media might call you up you know, you're, you've gone to what I call an authority. So you've gone oh, from being yeah. an expert into an authority. So oh. I feel like publishing a book um, accomplishes those things. Oh, I like the, those words, expert to authority. I yeah. never heard that before. Cool. I'm so excited for me to be an authority. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. take us away with tip number two of getting started with your book. So, well, so the scene, so the first one is map out your book. The yes. tip number two is uh, stories. And, okay. uh, Tip number three, people sometimes are confused about how to just do a very simple chapter. And a very easy way, if you're a new writer, is um, tell a story, give an anecdote that somehow illustrates the point you want to make in the chapter. Chapters usually organized around one major idea. There's one okay. big idea you want to, you know, one big kind of theme or idea you want to tackle. That's a chapter. So you try to think of some stories or uh, examples from your own life or your clients or whatever. Um, use, use a good one to lead in, make your point, discuss, and then uh, follow up. So those oh. are just ways to organize a chapter. And we did what that a lot. That, you, you always tell me like it was like you're going into like a door and then you're kind of like leading into the door and then like you open it and like what do you find? What was that thing you would always tell me? Oh, that's a great uh, that's, that is a great metaphor. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to hook, a reader wants to have the experience of getting hooked in right away. You know, on some level, we, we don't want to just have our medicine, right? No, no one wants mm -hmm. that. You know, you mm -hmm. want to be entertained no matter what the thing is. And so our job, your job as a writer, our job as writers is to entertain on some level, no matter what you're writing. And so there are techniques for that. One of them is to tell a good story. You tell a good story up front, you have your reader. They want to, especially if, if you then break off the story and you leave them in suspense and, you, and then make your point, you come back to the story. That's a great technique. Oh, uh, yeah. You used to tell me you're like, 
you're like what's the story what's the story what's the hook what's the hook what's your hook <laughs> yeah what's your yeah so we talk a lot about hooks in uh, with book launchers and and uh, you know as which is the company that you and i uh, met through um but also just generally um, you know, book coaches will talk about hooks. Um, so yeah, you know, telling a story, um, is a powerful way to, to do a hook. Yeah. Like, um, I think I rushed you through tip number two, the scene one. So it's talking more about the scenes. So are you saying like always envision, like there's a movie and there's a character in the, your book and like, how do they like overcome something or go through something and like come out the, out on the end or what do they learn is that kind of what you mean or how would you like kind of envision how would I, it? How would I explain that yeah, yeah. not necessarily you, uh, jot down ideas like if you um let's say you want to make a point uh, give me an example of a point you want to make when you're helping a wedding uh helping a new wedding photographer give me an example of a time that uh, uh think about a client and where she or he is stuck kind of well, I would, before you said stuck, but I was going to say, like, you have to always be directing, like, the best director because you're really, like, selling yourself at a wedding. Like, people think DJs are selling themselves at weddings for other people to hire them. But actually, you know, wedding photographers, too. So, you know, at cocktail hour, I'm, like, looking for couples and, see, you know, you could kind of tell by body language if they're engaged Um and then kind of like doing the group photo and making it super fun and being interactive with the wedding party. Because if you are a good director or a really awesome director at a wedding, they'll actually ask for your number on the day of. And they're in their mind, they're like, we already want to book her because, you know, she showed up. She did a good job. We could trust her. We saw it with our own eyes. <laughs> so that's a person. Even if they get referrals from other people it's like they saw it with their own eyes so it's it's a very 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 hot referral so i love that example because that that chapter in your book was one of the first things i you and i actually worked on i think we worked on the the heck yes uh, phone call and then uh being a director being the best director if you remember right at the very beginning we came back to that chapter a couple different times uh-huh. but um it was a it was one of your book's really big ideas and when i think of you i think of carissa like that's the one of the things she really kind of teaches people and if you remember i i'm pretty sure i had you come up with a story at the beginning of that chapter about a time where you didn't direct people and what happened because oh of that. yeah that's right yeah, yeah you'll get run you'll get i don't know the word but you'll get run over by the wedding party that tries to think they're a better photographer than you by the family that they said oh their kids are paying this much you better work hard um you'll get kind of Oh, eaten alive. That's the word. Like eaten alive by these things. If you don't set the stage that you're a leader, like you're there to direct them. They paid you, you know, over 5K to do your job. And you can't just, you could be photojournalistic, but that's not really my style where you're flying the wall. Like I feel like my style is very directive and I get the, the shot because the wedding day goes by in a blink of an eye. So you can't just leave it to luck. You have to kind of make totally. your, yeah. your trademark images and these images are going to, you know, go on the walls for generations to come. So, yeah. I have no doubt that you're someone who did something maybe wrong the first time and you learned your lesson and, and, and I'm sure it came really naturally to you. Um, but what was helpful about 
us finding that that one example of when it didn't happen is that for the reader now they don't need to tell a whole story we don't need like a whole scene you know a few sentences a couple pieces of dialogue that was enough for us to understand understand you know kind of get hooked in and then you were able to say this is what you don't want to do and this you know this is how you're going to lose your wedding party and you're not going to get booked that's all we needed to do so that's what i mean by an example of a scene so a scene doesn't you know a scene can be something that's really long like in a movie or or a novel but it's it's just borrowing those techniques you know i call them scene snippets very often it also depends on the writer I'm working with. Some writers really want to tell long stories uh-huh. and others, you know, like you don't, don't need that. There, there's a lot of knowledge that you want to pass back and forth. The story is just enough of a hook that the reader can picture the problem. So especially in a book like yours, we move from problem to solution, problem mm-hmm. to solution. Because readers are coming to your book, um, they are in different ways stuck in their business, right? Or, or they're wanting to do better. And so they're in, they're aware of those limitations and they want solutions. So that's how we frame the chapters in your book. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I think I'm glad I said that because it's like, we're learning from my book about, you know, how someone could take their stories and turn it into a book. And obviously if they do need you, it's really hard to do it yourself. Um, mapping out, you know, a whole chunk of a book and publishing it. Um, but any lasting tips to how to get started? And then before we go into fun, rapid fire questions. Okay. Uh, the, the, I think that those are the three tips, you know, map out yeah. your book. Don't be afraid to tell stories um, and um, uh, tips for how to organize a chapter. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So fun questions. What is the biggest accomplishment in your business or I'm life, really, I guess? The biggest, uh, well, my biggest accomplishment, of course, is, is my son. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, um, and I'm very, I have a 14 and a half year old son and um, I'm extremely proud of him. But, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, in my business, I'm, I'm very proud of obviously the anthology that I did uh, that I told you about. But more recently, I worked with a guy uh, here in Santa Barbara, um, uh, an author named John Steele, who uh, knew Joseph Pilates, you know, the founder of Pilates. Yeah. He knew Joseph Pilates in New York City uh-huh. back in the 1960s. This guy, John, was a young lawyer. And once Pilates died, he helped to keep this struggling single Pilates studio alive. And so in some ways, John is one of the few people you could say that's responsible for the enormous global success of Pilates. So John had a pretty crazy story to tell. And he had uh, a lot of a manuscript. And we started working together uh, three years ago. And he published his book uh, last year with a hybrid publisher. And uh, it became a number one Amazon new choice, I think is what they call it. And it was the number one book in the Pilates section. And wow. I think it had something like 475 reviews. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that, you know, that, that coaching experience. In what, like, headline word, like, what is a book about? Like, what why do his- people read it? Yeah. Uh, he, I would say people who are people who practice Pilates and kind of want to know where it came from. Mm. Yeah, I I took like this workshop with Cassie Ho Blogilates for Pop Pilates. 
So yeah, I love Pilates. It's amazing. Yeah. It's different than yoga though, right? Yoga has been around thousands of years. Yeah. I don't like yoga. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But Pilates is a really new thing. And, And what was interesting, people don't know this, but Pilates was like, he you know, he was a boxer. He had a very mysterious life. We don't actually mm. you know, know how he created Pilates. Uh-huh. So, so John tried to kind of tell this story, this hidden story of Joseph Pilates. It's pretty interesting. If people are interested in Pilates, I didn't know very much about Pilates. Again, just like I didn't know much about wedding photography. Uh, part of what's really fun as a book coach is just getting introduced to new worlds. Yeah, you know? that's so I guess crazy. I'm naturally curious and it's really, yes, you I are. love that part. Yeah. So how are you going to market your coaching program? Because I'm just curious because obviously I have a coaching program too. So what are your little techniques or marketing tips you're going to do to kind of launch this whole coaching program for people? Um, my plan at the moment is to use, uh, so I've mentioned, I work with my own coach, uh, this wonderful uh-huh. coach for creatives, uh, who's actually based in England and in, he uh-huh. and I've been working together uh, about six months. Um, his name is Mark McGinnis. I'll give him a, a shout out in case folks are interested. He, he's been really wonderful. Um, but, uh, together we've come up with a kind of a a three-prong approach you know one is just very highly targeted outreach to my network you know the people who might be working on books or people who know people who are working on books and so i just set up calls and not trying to get anything out of anyone um what i actually do is uh we talked about serving before so i will um i'll offer a free session you know if 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 i think someone they felt a pretty lengthy application and then if i think they might potentially be a good match i just invite them and i start coaching and we see if we if there's a match we see if there's magic yeah it's cool for Um, you because you could actually anyone could write a book so I know you probably like like to work with maybe different people like that you want to hear about, but since you're so broad and open to things like literally everyone's your target market, which is which is an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because uh, book coaching. Uh, the, actually, there's a, 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 a someone I know here in town who trains book coaches, and uh, she uh, often encourages people to get super uh, targeted and have niche. And it may be that eventually I just become much more niche, but for now, it's more about the kind of person, honestly, yeah. than what they're writing about. You know, I want someone who, is, as I said, like has done stuff. Um, who really wants to write their platform book, but more to the point, like, are they coachable? Like you're a very coachable Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Like, are they interested in getting better? Um, Are they open to my hearing me? You know, some people are just like, they have their vision. Um, And I've worked with those people and, and honestly, they're not my ideal clients. I I don't, I'm going to try not to work with those sorts of people in the future. Yeah. I think you call me like an idea machine. You're absolutely, it's like, <laughs> you know, if I would be, if I, I know I helped you edit a few things and if I would be trying to think, you know, since I don't know the world of wedding photography, if I needed like three examples of something, I would text you or email uh-huh. you and you, you'd like this, give me yeah. stuff. And, yeah. So. Cool. So what is your woo factor? What is your Zach attack factor? What makes you stand <laughs> <Yeah>. out? <laughs> My woo factor. You know, I'd say it's this, uh, it's that kind of sixth sense for the the story the message that people are not getting on the page yes dude i think that should be your tagline like your sixth sense for for (laughs) understanding people's vision and what they're trying to tell that's a good little 
tagline for you. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. And hopefully, I'm gonna my review that. is just gonna help you. Like, I mean, I'm sure you got it in so many reviews, but I told you, like, your emotional intelligence is just beyond. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really appreciate that, Chris. It it means a lot coming from you. So yeah. Yay. Okay. So a coaching question. Um, if you had a magic wand in three months, where would you see your business? In three months, if I had a magic wand, I'd have three new clients. Ooh, okay. So I guess tell the audience where to find you and more about like the discovery free call that you're offering. That will be the freebie and yeah, how to work with you. Yeah. So um, as Carissa mentioned, I, I just launched a new, I used to work very open-ended with people and which was fun, but could also get frustrating for both of us. And so, and it didn't necessarily lead to, um, you know, to a finished book. And so uh, I've, I've really started to realize six months is just a really good amount of time to work with someone at, uh, you know, a lot of kind of powerful things can come out of that. So it's this new six month to a wow draft, not a, or a woo draft in your case. Yeah. So if people go to pzac.info uh, slash coaching, that's where they'll okay. find information. And there's a, an application off that. And it is a bit of a lengthy application. And um, I know that might frustrate some people, but it just gives me a sense that someone's kind of really in it. And, okay. uh, you know, if I think that if I think that they are going to be a possibly a good match, I will invite them to a free call and we okay. will and we'll get right down to business. We'll start talking about the book, what they're what they're trying to do, how they're trying to change readers and what they hope uh, the book will accomplish for them. OK, cool. And you have do you have Instagram? I don't have Instagram. I'm the last man in the Western civilization. <laughs> yeah, I may have to change that. I do. I am on Twitter, and yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge social media person, but that that may have to change. I know. But it, for me, it's really about meeting people, kind of one on one. And I think uh -huh. once I have a chance to coach with people, we know pretty quickly if we're a good match. And you know, I trust that process. Cool. And do you want to work with wedding professionals? I want to work with anybody who has been moved or inspired by our conversation. So, I, you know, I, th I think people energetically feel someone's a good fit for them. So if you have a listener or listeners who, um, you know, think that I can help them, I'd love to hear from them. Yay. Thank you, Paul. I love this conversation. You are so amazing. Thank you, Carissa. I really appreciate your time. You've been really generous. And I got to say, I can't wait to um, see and hold your book next year. So Yes, it's going to be amazing. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.